Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Flashcast, an unofficial podcast of the CW's The Flash. I'm Stephen Bueno. Christian Cabrera. If you're new to the podcast, what we do is discuss every week's episode of The Flash. So this week, we're going to be talking about season three, episode six, Shade. Uh, I think this episode finally starts off with something that we've been talking about since the beginning of the season. Like when Wally was going to come back and be, and when we were going to see at least Wally as Kid Flash again. So we finally get to see instances of him and we see that he's starting to remember things or they're starting to implant memories of um, of Flashpoint into his mind. And honestly, Wally couldn't be happier because he's a superhero. And this was a very, actually most of the episodes were very Wally-centric. What uh, what did you think about seeing Wally as Kid Flash again? Was this is the first time we've seen him since like the first episode, essentially from that one, and this is particularly a really strange, weird coincidence that happens at the very beginning because it's the whole dream, it's a whole dream sequence that because at first we we're like, oh crap, I think it already finally happened, or this is a glimpse of the future. That's what I was thinking, but then once I found out it was the dream, I was like, oh man. This essentially is we're something gonna have, bad's gonna happen. To this him. is eventually we're gonna have alchemy pretty much being involved because we've seen it already happen with Magenta. We've seen it already happen with the rival. So this is most likely him probably gonna get his powers this episode. I think that's what a lot of people were probably predicting, man. That this is how Wally was gonna get to be the kid Flash again because it seems very plausible. I mean, obviously there's already been two cases and they have several husks of people that have been transformed by alchemy. Now they don't necessarily mention in the episode just how alchemy's doing it. They do show that just somehow he's able to reach into their minds and mess with them. And essentially that's what you see Wally go through throughout the whole episode, just being constantly messed with. It's horrible seeing that happen, man, because now you see what Joe was pretty much was afraid of because it's the same instances with everyone else. They get these weird dreams. They hear something. They get mentally hurt. And this is what's happening to Wally as well. And then, boom, they get their powers out of nowhere. So th- he was trying to prevent this from happening. Yeah, and, uh, you know, throughout the episode, Wally does talk about how um, he thinks that Joe doesn't want to doesn't want to ha- have him, like, go out and fight crime because he doesn't trust him. And, it, you know, Joe eventually does talk to him and tells him, well, it's not necessarily that. It's simply that I'm reckless and I see that within you. So I'm afraid of what might happen to you when you go out there and do things. You know, Barry's very cautious. I did, however, think that maybe Joe was a little extra cautious with Wally because... You know, that is his son that he barely met, you know? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want him to get hurt as well. He's being over overly protective. Which is essentially, yeah, what... That's what he would want. He wants to be protective of him because he's like, well, he is my actual true son. He really is. And it's crazy that all this is happening and then out of nowhere we get our, like, our big big villain of this week which is freaking shade which took and a back seat to everything really if you think about it it really yeah it really did took a back seat but the thing is it they really wanted to focus more on you can see that they really want to focus on the kid flash perspective of all of this yeah wally and like what was going on with alchemist the shade was in what like two scenes it wasn't that many scenes but then again it's predominantly shades is a great comic book villain this show i don't know how they would have pretty much would have worked them out anyways to begin with because it's really hard to do a lot of things with that specific character. It really is. No, yeah, I can definitely see that. But I'm kind of glad that they did um, just sort of 
brush over that quickly. Yeah. Just to get that like this week's monster out of the way because what was happening in all the backstories is great. What was happening with uh, Harrison Wells, you know, his idea at the beginning of what the potential future for uh, for Star Labs could be, like that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything happened with everything happened with Kaylin Snow. That was amazing. And um, what is it? I mean, Joe's kind of like love story that's happening right there mm-hmm. was you know mildly interesting. But as I mentioned, Caitlyn Snow and what's going on with her, uh, that was one of the most interesting things because we did see a, um, this sort of like glimpse of the future mm-hmm. through Cisco. So he's finally using, you know, he's using his um, his vibe powers again. And man, what he sees is badass, dude. It's pretty cool. But also it's it could be like misinterpreted as well. Because at first when I looked at it too, I was like, oh crap, they are fighting each other. It's... That's one of those things I actually been wanting to see. I've been wanting to see actually Cisco full do, on vibe, man. Yeah, do actually be vibe, which is great. And we saw that and it's pretty cool. Now, the other thing that we saw was also Caitlyn and being Killer Frost. But is it really Killer Frost? Is it not Killer Frost? Is it the cause as soon as when I, when I saw, I was like, they, you never know, they could actually just be training. You don't know that too because we don't know if she is going to be killer frost yeah and that's the thing because she doesn't really have any inclinations to be evil you know the biggest things you know one of the most dramatic things that has happened to her has already happened and she still stayed on the true path Mm -hmm. so i think that much like you said it could just be like a like a training exercise or they just don't have the full scope of what happened you know cisco reacted very you know very harsh to the news and he was Mm -hmm. sort of like we'll help you through it we'll help you through it well they don't necessarily know the full extent of it we don't until I kind of saw I I got some regret and pain in her as soon as Barry went to go talk to her about it because he even he pretty much flat out even said it too. It's like, well, come on, guys, like the, I I know what's why all this has happened because well, I screwed it up from everybody. He really did. He went back. He messed up with the timeline. A bunch of people have changed. Different relationships have have occurred, and oh man, Caitlyn now has powers like. That's a full blame he's putting on himself. And that's one that could be one motive that she could take as well to her actually becoming evil because becoming very vengeful towards him. You think so? Yeah, because like you kind of screwed her life up from going back in time. And even everybody was even everybody was pissed when he told everybody that he went back in time, messed with some stuff, and then now this is what the reality they live in. Yeah. I mean, it everyone sort of had a negative consequence one way or another. In regards to him going back in time and changing things, so I do, I do see that as being a potential. Like Kaylin might hold some resentment towards Barry for those powers, but I can also see her coming to terms with them and really learning how to be part of Team Flash. Although, let's face it, it's a much better story if she, you know, becomes a villain. It could go either way though, because her being another, you know, superpowered person there could help out as well. But also could also hinder because if she does become you know evil, she was most of the biology that would happen throughout the entire like series. So she actually was, I wouldn't say she's the smartest one out of them, but she's probably the well, she is pretty much the smartest one now besides Cisco. That's it. Oh yeah, well Hell's is uh, Wells. I mean, yeah, uh, he's he's not particularly he's not, bright. <laughs> no, not this one. Creative. He, we still get DB freaking Harrison Wells freaking. I still, 
I like his attitude, which is great. I just hate him watching him constantly. He he does kind of get annoying, but it it is an interesting take on Wells. It is, and it is also he fits in into the to the Flash group, and even fits in like that character fits so great into the show that you do want him in more scenes, despite how he can be pretty annoying at times. That's what I'm afraid of. That's the thing because he's so he works so well with everyone else. He's so good. He's such a I don't want to say a backstabber because well. He kind of just throws himself in situations with everyone else, and everyone hates him when he does that. <laughs> but I love that. That's great. You know what's cool, though, is that Tom Cavanaugh, all three seasons, has played a very different character. He's played Harrison Wells repeatedly, but he's yeah. had to play different Eobard, versions yeah, of himself. Eobard Thawne. He had to play freaking Earth 2, freaking smart yet dickish Harrison Wells, and now he's got to play low-back hipster freaking harrison wells i mean wow like how many more harrison wells are we gonna get man yeah that's that's one thing that i've always said about that actor particularly what i've always liked him in the series is that he's played like he's played the same character but he's also played different characters because of the way the show is i know so it's always nice to see him well it's always nice to see him in different scenes and just how how he's gonna portray that character it's weird too because this is the first series i'm actually ever watching him where he's actually been a predominant character because the one show I've seen him the most in, which is Scrubs, which is actually one of my favorite shows, he's been in that episode in those shows. But the thing is, he was always been a side character. He pops up maybe once every, I don't know, two seasons, and it's it's weird seeing him play a more serious role in this one, and actually playing the the role he he used to play as well as being a dork and all that stuff. I mean, honestly, this this series has gone. I think so many different side turns, and it's actually pretty good because it shows the versatility of this actual the series of the cast, right? It really yeah. does because it does. Every character has had to play the same character, just slightly different. Mm. Whether you're going to a you know a different universe, whether you're going to um, a different timeline, every character has had to play like every actor has had to play the character in different ways. I think that's one of the ways that the Flash is so interesting and keeps it so fresh that you get to see those different versions, and they're always interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the coolest things um, towards the end of the episode, we finally get a bit more of alchemy um, and just kind of how he works. And we see one character at the very, very last um, few minutes of the episode. And that was um, Sevatar. Sevatar was it? Yeah, he is the god of speed. Now, this, I've been reading a little bit on him because I. I always do my readings on most of these characters, and, and now you take the knowledge that I already learned. This guy is particularly crazy, and, and not crazy as in like psycho, but crazy as in kind of obsessive. Like his backstory. So is he a metahuman, or is he actually like some actual entity? He is. Well, he's supposed to be metahuman, but I don't know how they're portraying him in this one. There's like four different stories of him, but I think the story that they're going with, because alchemy kind of running in a cult. They're going with the cult one, which I think is um, crap. Which one was it? It was a mini series that they did. It wasn't didn't really last that long from the graphic novel, but it shows that these cult leaders are just pretty much summoning him, and he's like the main entity of like speed. He's an over obsessive speedster who actually knows every single trick a speedster knows that Barry hasn't mastered yet, and none of the Flash has mastered either. So this is another. This is kind of another potential like way of Barry learning new things, mm-hmm. because at the end of the episode you do see a confrontation between Barry and uh, and him, and you also see that 
he's the better speedster. Clearly, he knows something else is going on. And I, I kind of want to see, like, why he's helping Alchemy and also how Alchemy's doing all these things because he seems to be using crystals. Yeah. What these crystals are, we don't know just yet, or how he's utilizing them, we don't particularly know just yet. Mm-hmm. It could just be through magic. I mean, magic did get introduced into the... Um, into the Arrow universe, it might be how magic gets introduced into the uh, Flash universe, mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's kind of a turning point, which is great because it's something else, it's something different. Every season's been different, which is great. And the thing is, this entity that we've seen, which is Savitar, he it moves so fast that no one can see him. If you notice that that last scene, he's moving so quickly, no one can see him. That's why the entire time Barry's the only one that can see him because he's a speedster. So he can see other speedsters. The difference is Savitar can actually sense other speedsters and sense their abilities too. That's why I kind of figured that he defeated Barry so easily towards the end of the episode too. I I definitely do want to see how they battle it out because he was there to save uh, Alchemy essentially. Mm-hmm. But not only am I interested in seeing how they're going to battle it out, battle it out, we did see at the very end of the episode when Wally touches a stone how he pretty much gets encased in something. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's essentially the husk the husk yeah that's going to transform him into you know kid flash and seeing as how kid flash wasn't a villain much like magenta and the rival it you know they might be they might come to a point where it's like well you know there's nothing really wrong with you having powers there really isn't but the thing is we don't know how he's actually going to turn out because if he is trying to restore the life of what he used to have i kind of think he's going to have the memories too of all of it as well that's what I'm guessing too, but of course he's probably going to be good, but I don't know. This is a toss-up because everyone else that we've seen has been a villain. He's the only one that's been a hero throughout the entire time, and is he really going to be the hero or not? That's the real question. I'm waiting for the next episode to see what's going on mm-hmm. and uh, just to see how the Wally character evolves. Because I think in this episode in particular, it's we haven't seen him much aside from like in the background kind of upset about the fact that you know he doesn't have powers and this time around it's sort of one of the biggest ways to propel his character forward so i am interested in seeing what goes on these next couple episodes and also how barry's gonna deal with his new speedster that's come up Mm -hmm. and then the one i think this is not really a major thing but it's still kind of in the middle of major and minor when they went to go assemble the swat team they freaking called Julian. He never picked up. Yeah, I did catch that where they were like, so where is he? Oh, he's, he's not around. What's going on? Yeah. And the thing is, obviously, you have a new character that came out of nowhere, and yeah. then you have a new villain. You're going to make assumptions there's some sort of tie between them, right? Yeah, this is where I'm kind where my assumptions coming along with it is like, I didn't be- want to believe it, but it could be believable, but I'm still in the, I think I'm still in the 60-40 margin where I'm 60% sure it's not him. But I'm 40% sure it's probably is going to be him. We don't know. And we could have seen an unmasking of him. But he, for some reason, was all like, oh, no, this isn't, this isn't the end yet, guys. This is pretty much only the beginning. And then, bam, that badass scene at the end just appeared. I was like, oh, my God. He also looks pretty cool. Was it Savitar? Yeah. He looks like, you know you know what he actually does look like? He looks like one of the new Power Rangers, kind of what he looks like. I was going to say Glacius from Killer Instincts. That's what yeah, he, looks he does. Like he does. That's why the whole time I was like, oh, man. <laughs> he did Ultra Combo the crap out of everybody there, if you think about <laughs> it. 
Oh, man. Well, hope you guys like this episode as much as we liked it. And hopefully the season stays strong and keeps going the way it's been right now. Yeah, it's good to see an episode like this from like the the last episode, which was a dud. <laughs> this one that surprisingly was a lot better. Even though Shade took a back seat, it actually helped it. It really did. Not like the last episode where we did have a villain or two villains and it really didn't work out very well. This one actually did a lot better. True, true. All right, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of The Flashcast. If you guys want to check out more of the stuff we got going on, head on over to filmbook.com. That's film-book.com and search for either Stephen Bueno or The Flashcast. If you guys are interested in checking out some of the stuff we do outside of Filmbook, you can check us out on YouTube by going to youtube.com slash league of gents. That's G-E-N-T-S. Or checking us out on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash league of ordinary gents. G-E-N-T-S. If you listen to this podcast on iTunes or any other podcast services, go ahead and rate and review this episode. If you listen to this podcast on YouTube, go ahead and hit that thumbs up video and leave a comment in the comment section. We definitely want to hear from you guys.